The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WHIO and Cox Media Group. This is WHIO's Brian Kilmeade. Hi, everybody. Dayton is our number one priority. You know that. And as news breaks, we'll break in anytime. Dayton's all news and talk is 1290-957-WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of Garden Talk today. If you've got a gardening question, we would love to hear from you at 457-1290. And they tell me that all systems are go. So if you've got a gardening question, we would love to hear from you today at 457-1290. And you can also join us live at GardenTalkBlog.com. Um, this is a show, it's the first time you're tuned in. We talk about gardening. We talk about ways to improve your yard, garden, and landscape. We talk about tree questions. We talk about lawn issues. We talk about how to grow vegetables. We talk about everything that uh, surrounds the world of green. And uh, a little bit about myself as we begin this morning's broadcast. I'm with a business here, right here in Dayton, Ohio, called Mark Weber's Landscaping. You can learn a little bit about what we do at www.weberlandscaping.com and of course Weber is spelled with two B's. Um, I have a couple degrees in horticulture from Ohio State University and I'm also a board certified master arborist and a, num- a number of other qualifications and certifications but not to bore you with all of that but we're here to help you today at 457-1290. I'm broadcasting from my house this morning and uh, I think we're going to do a really good job at helping you along the way. We've got a lot of topics to talk about today. Um, You know, the extended um, stay-at-home order from the governor uh, this week uh, I think also resonates with each and every one of us planting our own victory garden. And, and, And let me explain what a victory garden is. Back during World War II when there were tremendous shortages of, of, of fruits and vegetables and, and foodstuffs across the world, a lot of people um, made the call from their, from, from, as a patriotic note to plant a garden. And by doing so, they were able to supplement their own table, but more so they were able to lift up their own spirits. And uh, right now, mental health is a very important part of getting through all this scary stuff. And uh, we're here to help all of you today at 457-1290 to give you some um, insight, some ideas to have a better vegetable garden on how things can be planted now. And by planting now, you actually get to see it grow. You get to pick it with your own hands. You get to eat it with your own mouth. And more so, you get to develop uh, a, a palette for yourself. And one of the fun things is, is a lot of our cool season vegetables can be planted now. And within 30 days or so, um, you can be picking fresh vegetables. And we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Sarah tells me we've got a uh, call in from Nikki and Nikki wants to talk about transplanting um, some irises. So, Sarah, let's go ahead and try to connect with Nikki and see if we can help Nikki along the way. Good morning, Nikki. Welcome to WHIO. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, Nikki. Good to hear your voice. How can I help you? Well, I'm wanting to, we um, planted some irises that were transplanted 
there, um, it's been like four years ago now, and uh, I'm wanting to transplant them again. Okay. That, will it kill them if I transplant them again? Oh, golly sakes alive, no. Um, okay. You know, Nikki, this time of year is is really a good time of year to lift and move a lot of perennials around in the landscape. Um, I give you an example. On on Sunday, I was renovating a landscape bed at home here, and I had a a poor little daylily that I had planted years ago that I had completely forgotten about. It was growing underneath of a weeping cherry that, since the weeping cherry grew, the daylily got kind of pushed off in the corner. And I and within, I kid you not, within probably two minutes. I had taken a shovel and I had literally lifted that daylily and moved it to its new home and it's it's hap- happy as all get out. So it's really easy. Uh, irises are very shallow rooted perennials. They have what they call rhizomes. And all you need to do is take a shovel and slice around the circumference of that of that rhizome that you can see above the ground and then just gently lift it up and move it to the new location that you plan to plant it. Just remember that iris is like full sun. Um, so make sure you give it plenty of full sun. Don't plant it in the shade because it won't perform very well for you. If you want to divide it and make it into a couple smaller plants that can grow a little bit later, you can do that as well. It's it's simply oh. that easy. Okay. And you know what okay, else, Sarah? Great. You know what I would also, also suggest maybe you might do too? Is if you've got more irises than you need, maybe take one of those divisions and and uh, put it on your neighbor's porch with a note notes and say, "I'm um, happy Earth Day" or something like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. And, and and Sarah, have a really good day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Four five seven twelve ninety. If you got a call, if you got a question, we would love to hear from you today. Um, Sarah's back in the studio. She'll get you connected with me and I'll be more than happy to help you with your yard gardening and landscaping challenges. Um, I also want to make a quick mention to that one in the world of lawn care, if uh, you are going to be doing any seeding whatsoever, this will probably be uh, one of your last weekends to get that done because the salt, the temperatures are beginning to rise. And remember, when you plant that seed, you've got to water it. My, as that over by my daughter's house yesterday, and her she uh, was sharing with me remotely. I might add that the neighbor had sowed grass seed, and as she said, they haven't do any watering, and they expect it to grow. Uh, my daughter's very smart about that. <laughs> so, the point being is, for seeds to germinate, they need lots and lots of water, and uh, watering um, needs to occur. Uh, at a very uh, quick rate. Sorry that our dog Luna decided to run through the room and drop her bone near near my foot. <laughs> Luna, get off the off the counter. Sorry, folks. Our dog has decided that she would like to have a piece of pie this morning. Four five seven twelve ninety. If you'd like to be part of Garden Talk, we would love to help you. Uh, this, I guess, one of the things about this whole. Uh, episode of life that we're all going through these days is I guess we get to learn about what everybody's life is is at home anyway as well 
Um, also, folks, if you are listening to Garden Talk, you can also listen to us over the iHeartRadio network, which is real easy to do. Uh, it just depends on where you're at. You can listen to your computer or where, wherever you may um, want to be. Also, I want to tell you a little bit later this morning, and we're going to go in the garden with a weekly tip to help your garden grow. And we're going to talk about um, planting a garden and how you can plant a garden now to improve your um, palate and your and your and your kitchen, but also it is an excellent way to lift up your spirits. And I encourage everybody to get outside and enjoy their yards and do some things that are fun. And most importantly, I really enjoy nature because we have a really spectacular spring on hand. Um, trees are beginning to break bud. Um, um, at the same time, we've got Japanese. We have a number of different flowering cherries that are in flower right now. Magnolias are in bloom right now. Um, the bulbs are absolutely spectacular. Uh, tulips and daffodils and hyacinths and crocuses um, are absolutely just spectacular. And it's a great time of the year to get outside and enjoy the blessings that the, the good Lord has given us this time of year as well. I also want to share with all of you, too, that uh, when it comes to mowing the lawn, and we'll talk about a couple really important tips um, that are important with lawn mowing. Um, keep the mower deck high, please. Um, I will share with all of you, the lower you cut that grass, and I know there's a lot of folks that are tempted to mow it long, short. The shorter you cut it, the shallower the roots become. And as soon as we get some hot, dry weather, that grass plant a lot of times will not make it. So leave your lawn as tall as you possibly can. Remember to remove only a third of the cut of the, of the top of the blade each and every mowing. So if you set that mower deck for, let's say, at three inches, and I say this wholeheartedly, you have to have a very high mower deck. Also, with each mowing, you want to reverse the direction meaning you want to change the direction. So if you mow the lawn this week, north to south, you want to mow it east to west um, the following mowing. And frankly, if you're doing really good fertility, you're probably mowing your lawn about every five days this time of year as well. 457-1290, if you've got a gardening question, we do have a number of lines available for your use. You can also join us live at gardentalkblog.com where we chat, have interactive chat each and every week, and you can join us as well if you'd like to join us. Also, I want to share with all of you that uh, uh, right now, um, honeysuckle has is, is, is in full leaf in the landscape. And I want to share with all of you that this is a plant that really shouldn't be in your landscape. It's a plant that uh, takes over a lot of um, natives. Most importantly, it affects health of trees that are nearby. But most importantly, it's a health concern because it harbors ticks. And yes, ticks are on the move this time of year. And one of the ways that you can reduce the amount of ticks that you have in, the, in, in your landscape is to reduce the amount of honeysuckle that you have in your yard. Um, I know from my own personal circumstances, it's an ongoing battle because I have neighbors who won't do the right thing and remove their um, um, honeysuckle as well. And if it's a small plant this time of year, literally it can pull right out of the ground without any um, difficulty whatsoever. 
You can also cut it and it will regrow. And there are some herbicides out there that do a really good job at controlling it. But I would generally say try not to use the herbicides, but most importantly, try to uh, get it pulled out and removed out as well. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick coffee break. And it's when we come back, we're going to do more garden talk after this on and 1290 and 95.7 WHAO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Thank you, Garden. This is Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. And uh, Sarah back at the studio. Let's go talk to Brenda, who's got a question about a Douglas fir. Good morning, Brenda, and happy spring to you. <laughs> Good morning. Happy spring to you, too. <laughs> Tell me about where, where are you calling from, Brenda? Dayton, Ohio. Okay. How can we help you? My Douglas firs, at the, the needles are falling off of it, and the bottom limbs, there aren't any needles, and they're also oozing sap. Not good. <laughs> I know. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, the, when these Douglas firs, I mean, they've been recently planted. Is that what I sense here? No, they were babies when we first got them. We moved here, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2001. We moved to the property, and we happened to go to a market, and the lady had some for sale for Arbor Day. So we brought, we were going to buy three of them. She only had four, and so we felt sorry for the other ones, so we bought all four of them. Okay. And that was well, back in uh, 2001. Yeah, and you, and... <laughs> The reason I ask you about your location is with Garden Talk, we get calls from all over the United States and part of the world sometimes. So I just want to make sure you weren't in the Pacific Northwest or someplace like that. Let me explain. Douglas fir is a very, very important tree species to the world. I mean, it, it's a, the vast majority of our high quality lumber and poles and a, a bunch of building products come from this tree. But this tree really needs well-drained soil. I mean, really well-drained soil. Um, if you, if, where you find it growing best, and one of the best plantings of it that I've ever seen here in, in Dayton, Ohio, and most of Cincinnati even, is Woodland Cemetery and Arboretum in downtown, since downtown Dayton. And it's, there's some planted on top of this really high um, hill of gravel and sand that have been there for decades, and they have done exceptionally well. Now, other people that I've seen plant Douglas fir every time, they, they, they grow a while, but once that's, they, those root, that root system branches out and starts to hit wet pockets, um, this tree will decline and start to have all kinds of problems. So what I would suggest, uh, Brenda, is that you work with an ISA certified arborist. And by the way, arborists are considered essential services. So we're still out doing our jobs and helping people keep their trees and landscapes safe. Um, call an ISA certified arborist and you can find yours at a website called treesforohio.org. And let's have them do an inspection of of, of your Douglas firs and see if there's something that can be done to improve their ha health health and happiness, okay? Wonderful. Thank Happy you Happy gardening much. to you and, and stay safe, okay? You too. Thank you. 
You bet. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Sarah, it looks like according to my clock, we got about three minutes. Let's head to Fair. Let's head to Fairborn and let's talk about talk to Sandy. And Sandy, good morning. Good morning, Mark. It's nice to talk to you. Oh, it's a blessing to talk to you too, Sandy. How can I help you today? Well, I, I'm not much of a gardener, but I listen to your show all the time. I, I love to, you know, listen, and, and I'm not much of a gardener because I rent, and so I don't have any place to garden. But I was driving down 675 by Fairborn the other day at the Dayton Yellow Springs exit, yesterday actually, and I saw all these gorgeous, white, blooming trees, and I really don't know what they are, but it is well, beautiful. You know what? You know what? I, I, I've got a new name. For they, well, they're really ornamental or calorie pears, but I, I decided oh. that they're called, they should be called Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> this this tree, you know, I, I mean, where I live is littered with them everywhere, but this plant yeah. is extremely invasive. Um, it's against oh. the law in Ohio now to propagate and grow this tree. Uh, you'll still steal it for sale. It's still allowed to be sale, but in the very near distant future, it will be against Ohio Revised Code to even plant this tree or grow it. Really? Yeah, it's extremely invasive. I mean, there's one place not far from where I live where there's actually 7.5 acres of volunteer oh. pears that have completely displaced uh, a number of native trees and plants. Um, oh my. The, wetland, the wetland area that's just below where my house is at, which is a beautiful park. Um, we have a neighbor that actually volunteers on almost 40 acres of land. To All he does is clean out invasive honeysuckle and invasive pears. And well. it's because it, it just don't plant them anymore. Um, planting pears should, is, is forbidden by Ohio Revised Code, and it is a plant that is not good for the environment. And from an arboricultural safety standpoint, it's a tree that's very weak wooded, and it tends to break under normal weather conditions. So I would you know, generally tell our listeners, don't plant pears. They're not good to plant. Ma'am, thank you for your call. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next time on Garden Talk. More Garden you Talk too. will Thanks, continue Mark. after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. You're listening to Garden Talk on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. As spring has arrived here in good old Ohio, and the government has told us to stay home the itch to get into your backyard your front yard should be a calling in these chaotic times gardeners have often known for a long time a way to connect and get back to nature is to get outside and get their hands dirty and let me give you some advice from somebody who's gotten his hands dirty for many many years if you do it you will feel better from the inside out and I would suggest starting with some quick crops. This time of year is the perfect time of the year to be planting cool season vegetables. They require shorter times to produce and most importantly will reward you with some delicious, tasty things. As long as you've got full sun and reasonably well-drained soil, you can be growing direct sown lettuce this time of year, leaf lettuce. You can plant radishes, peas, onion sets. 
Well, the temperatures are still cool. The secret, though, is to plant them and keep them separated in a row. And by doing so, you'll have beautiful vegetables to eat very soon from this season and for the seasons to come. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number to dial if you would like to be part of Garden Talk. And uh, Sarah, I know we've got a really tight schedule because only on for an hour today and I Clearly, I truly look forward to the day that we're on for three hours, but today, for because of all the issues that are happening, we're on for an hour. So let's head right back to the telephone lines, and let's go help Brian, who's got a question about growing a garden near a walnut tree. Good morning, Brian, and happy spring. Brian, are you with us? All right, Sarah, since Brian didn't answer the phone, let's go talk to Randy. Randy, Randy's on line one. Let's go talk to Randy. Randy, good morning and welcome to WHIO Radio. You talking about Randy Tisher? Hi, Randy Tisher. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, Mark. It's good to talk to you today. Yeah, I tell you what, Randy, I don't know who, who I'm talking to because sarah's pushing the buttons all i get is an email it says randy's on line one i don't go. know if it's i don't know which randy it was so <laughs> now if it said randy t i would have known randy t that's, okay. but that's all right <laughs> you know randy i told you yesterday on the phone that um I, i've come to the conclusion the quickest way i know how to kill your lawn is to mow it too short yeah it is you're right <laughs> i i i'm fascinated this and 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 Kim and I were walking the other day, and I said, now watch, every yard that these people cut short is going to die. And, she, <laughs> and, and you know, the bottom line is more height really matters, doesn't it? Well, it really does. And, uh, and, and the take-home lesson is the lower you mow the grass on the top, the shorter the roots are going to become on the bottom. Uh, uh, if you mow your, your yard very, very short, like a one-inch height, which is just ridiculous unless you're a golf course superintendent, uh, uh, you're going to have an extremely shallow root system. You'll probably be okay here for uh, the month of uh, the month of uh, April, but once we get hot and dry, that shallow-rooted turf will uh, not make it through the summer for sure. So you know, always mow as high as you can, and you know, accept your lawn. Usually, a you know, a two and a half to three and a half inch mowing height is very acceptable, and uh, it's going to promote a lot deeper roots and. Uh, and make sure that more, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Rimmelspaw up at Ohio State University, he's a plant pathologist uh, for turf. And he will tell you that there's more disease uh, with turf caused by mowers and, and dull mower blades than almost anything else that he sees. And so mowing, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think it's all that critical to plant health, but it is extremely critical. And, uh, and uh, now's the time to get that more taken care of if you haven't already done that over the winter. And, and 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 Randy too. I think I want to touch on another thing. that's important is the gra a grass plant has the ability to branch and has the ability to grow sideways, so to speak. Yep. And when you cut the lawn high, it allows more sunlight to hit that grass plant, which causes it to branch like a tree or a shrub. 
and causes it to fill in those bare spots. So you really can hide some of those openings in the turf by actually keeping it tall, which allows the grass plant to be wide, so to speak, and to make the lawn look a lot fuller that way. You got it. Very good. Randy, it's good to hear your voice. Hang in there, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Got a deal, Mark. I'll talk to you then. Thanks. Take care, Randy. Yep, you too, 457-1290. Let's head back to the telephone line, Sarah. And I think we have another uh, fellow uh, horticultural troublemaker on the line. We've got Rich Pearson. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Mark. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm going really well, Rich. I'm I'm enjoying <laughs> It's I don't never never know who who Sarah is going to push the button next to I guess is the is the bottom bottom line. So are you enjoying your staycation at home these days? Well, it's not really a staycation. It's a an experience with telecommuting that um, <laughs> hmm, I, I guess I was you know with with my new position with extension having an office with no windows was a good training for this. I at least have windows now, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting to get used to um, doing <laughs> working from home and um, <laughs> having an infinite number of Zoom teleconferences that are just ever so much fun. <laughs> you know, Rich, I, I I wanted to I wanted to hit on a really important topic beyond what you wrote this week at GardenTalkBlog.com was getting outside and. Mm-hmm. Planting is such a morale booster. I I can't words can't I can't find the words to describe it to listeners, but it it, it is a way to lift your spirits in these times of trouble. I absolutely agree, and I'm um, <laughs> actually what I wrote and what we'll talk about here shortly is was entirely born out of in this past week. The weather's been reasonably uh, nice. And something that I used to consider rather menial and I would do grudgingly, I actually found some, um, I found peace in it kind of and, and joy in, in just doing it and paying attention to the detail and understanding the details of why I did, why I do it the way I do it. And yeah, um, and being able to experience just being outside and doing something project productive and, and, uh, watching the birds, hearing them chirp. Yeah, it was, it, it's, being outside and gardening is good for our general being, I think. Well, it's good for the body. It's good for the soul. It's good for the mind. And most importantly, it's good for the health. Um, yes, it's, absolutely. It's, 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 it's the trifecta of, 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 of improving the quality of life and physically mental, mental happiness on so many, so many different, different levels. Um, so, Rich, tell me, uh, are you going to plant some vegetables today? Well, I'm going to get the vegetable garden ready to plant some vegetables today. We already have garlic coming up, and Good. we're going to do some uh, short-season root crops at the end of that bed, like radishes and uh, maybe some you know, maybe some lettuces or things like that. And then uh, I have three or four other beds that are I need to just get them turned and uh, get ready to seed. Uh, so that'll be happening in the next, hopefully by the end of this week, and I'll have those tilled, and we'll be going from there. 
You know what? Fred just wrote at GardenTalkBlog.com. He says, Mark, can we weed by telecommunicating? (laughs) 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 We can have a Zoom meeting while we weed the garden. How's that sound? Rich, it's good to to hear you. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah, it would be kind of interesting. Rich, I must go because it's time to go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is bok choy. That's spelled B-O-K-C-H-O-Y. Bok choy is a really interesting vegetable. It's a type of Chinese cabbage, and it's actually interrelated to uh, vegetables like broccoli and, and cabbage and uh, radishes and cauliflower. And it's a vegetable that uh, can be germinated and grown now. It's incredibly nutritious. In fact, uh, Chinese cabbage contains about 95% water, 2% carbohydrates, and uh, even has some protein, but it's full of vitamins. In fact, uh, one daily recommended gives you almost 54% of all the vitamin C you need for the day. Bok choy, ladies and gentlemen, is easy to grow. All it takes is some loose soil, um, a little bit of fertilizer. Make sure you do a soil test first. And uh, you can plant them by transplants or by seed. I planted some yesterday in a pot, and I can't wait to get my hands on some delicious bok choy. This week's In the Garden Kitchen is bok choy. You've been into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. 457-1290 is the number of the dial. Um, Sarah, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will talk to Frank about his walnut tree in his vegetable garden and maybe your recall at 457 1290 on 1290 WHIO Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. I'd like to remind you, Garden Talk starts every Saturday morning at 6, so we typically run till 9, but with all of the things going on, we've been running till 7, and then you have uh, news thereafter, and I can't wait till when all... This is all past, and we're on the air for three hours to help you with whatever's going on in your gardening world. You can also always join us live at GardenTalkBlog.com, where we have live interactive chat. And also, you can always email me at mweber at weberlandscaping.com. And uh, Mark Weber's Landscaping's uh, telephone number is area code 937-835-3381. Let's head to the telephone line, Sarah, and let's talk to Frank about his vegetables. Frank, good morning. Morning. Morning, sir. Yeah, I just was wanting to know how close to a walnut tree I can have a vegetable garden. Far, far, far away. (laughs) I can tell you that uh, walnut has uh, strong, what they call, allelopathic uh, effects on vegetables. Um, and I mean that wholeheartedly. You want to be as far away as you possibly can be away from a walnut tree. 
Um, if you're doing it in the ground, the roots of a walnut tree typically can be two and a half to three times away from the outer drip line of the walnut tree. Um, if any of the leaves or fruit um, that form on the walnut tree land on the garden, it will affect the growth of the, of the garden. Um, so you want to get it far, 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 far away from a walnut tree. Frank, thanks for your call. And thanks for being part of Garden Talk and stay safe out there. Let's go talk to Judy. And Thank Judy you. wants to talk about talk about a tulip tree. Judy, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Judy, are you there? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. I don't know if Judy's there or not. <laughs> oh, I guess not. I'll do my best. Um, also, I want to share with all of you, too, that um, um, it is important that if you are going to grow a vegetable garden, um, it's incredibly important that you put it in full sun. Vegetables need full sun. Um, I would recommend if you don't want to tear up part of your yard, you can do what I do. I do pot gardening, which is basically I raise all my vegetables in very large pots. Most of my pots are 18 12 to 18 inches some want a couple of that are 24 inches wide i use a good soilless potting mix and that soilless potting mix allows me to grow just about anything i want um, currently i've got uh, broccoli cauliflower i've got a bunch i've got winter onions as well as spring onions that are going um, i've got four different species of radishes um, I've got uh, two different species of leaf lettuce that are up and growing this morning. Um, yesterday, my wife and I actually planted um, bok choy, carrots, and uh, red beets. Um, by early next week or late next week, I'll be planting potatoes um, because the bottom line is, is that we're going to have plenty of good stuff to eat here at the Weber house. And most of, and I, I tell you, every day I go out and I, I'll do a little watering and see how my plants are growing. But most importantly, it lifts my spirits and keeps me positive. And I would encourage all of you to do the same. Um, you need to plant your own victory garden. Um, a victory garden is a really good way to look at this. And it's a good way to supplement your dining room table and your kitchen table and have some really good food to eat. Um, during these very, very trying times that we live in. And most importantly, it helps keep a positive attitude. I would also recommend get out this weekend, spend some time in your landscape. Take some time and look at the yard. Enjoy all the beautiful blooms. And, you know, also here in, in Dayton and in, in Southwest Ohio, we are blessed with a lot of wonderful, wonderful parks. Go visit them. Enjoy them. Um, there's a lot of beautiful plant material right now in color from the cherries to the magnolias um, and much, much more to come. Uh, and, and the other thing is, folks, our local garden centers, be sure to visit them, patronize them. They are the backbone of our community and also our local landscape contractors as well as our certified arborists are all working because we've been deemed so as essential businesses. Um, work with local businesses. We are here to help you um, have the best yard, garden, and landscape ever. Well, folks, it looks like we're about ready to wrap up with today's program. Uh, I'd like to thank Sarah for a job well done today, and most importantly, um, to thank you for listening. 
Um, I'm very blessed to be able to be on these airwaves at least <laughs> an hour a week. Um, when one of this is all over with, I look forward to that three-hour edition of Garden Talk when I get to spend hour after hour helping all of you at 457-1290. Don't forget as well, you can join us always live at gardentalkblog.com. And uh, most importantly as well, I'd like to thank all of you um, for listening. And get out, raise your spirits, raise your hearts, and plant a victory garden to improve the world in which we live. And most importantly, to raise your spirits and supplement your day dining, dining table. Well, folks, thank you very much for listening to today's broadcast. A special thanks to Sarah for keeping me on the air today. It was a pleasure to speak with each and every one of you. And remember the very words that I spoke some 28 plus years ago on a beautiful April day, just like today, and they are so very true. The gardening, my friends, a great quest in life. It's a wonderful way to enjoy the blessed earth in which the good Lord has made. Please, my friends, get out and do some gardening. You be sure the gardening that you always do is happy gardening. On at 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.